0: Tara said, hey, all, we want to gift our niece shares for her 16th birthday. My sister is 100% happy for the account to be opened in her name and then transfer when our niece is 18. Is this the best way to do it? What are you saying to Tara? And have you had any experience investing uh, for nieces or nephews? And we're not talking about direct uh, lineage kids or anything. We're talking about nieces and nephews. And we'll put a link in the show notes if you want to listen to my two-part deep dive episode on investing for kids, or you can just search My Millennial Money, Investing for Kids. There's a blog there with all the details. But so on this niece thing, what are you doing in Tara's situation, Jess?
1: Uh, yeah, I have two nieces. They've never received a gift from me. Um, when they were born, I set up a education bond for them or an investment bond for them. <clears throat> I bought them a box on Etsy with their name uh, embossed in it. And every year I write them a letter for Christmas or their birthday. And I do stupid things like how much coffee costs and who the prime minister is and what they've done over the year. And, you know, like hilarious little interactions that we've had. And then they get money into their investment bond. And look, my mm. nieces are tiny. And so if the time frame on that works really well, and I don't want to pay the tax along the way, and I don't want all the capital gains tax issues when I finally transfer it, over to them. But, you know, I didn't grow up with money. I didn't grow up with any sort of education around money. And I just think that more and more people are starting to, A, not have children or not starting to, but are having a child-free life uh, and therefore looking at the little people in their world, be it their nieces, nephews, etc., and wanting to set them up for success, which I think is so exciting and exactly what I did. So there are obviously different ways that you can do this. My overall comment would be that how I've set it up is one way to do it, and I think it has a lot of pros and cons, but the timing of it doesn't work for this question that Tara has because Tara's talking about a 16-year-old who she wants to give the funds to or transfer it to only two years away. Um, my general sort of information to know about investment bonds is you really need like a 10-year-plus lead time for them to work. So, uh, firstly, well done, Tara. This is really exciting. Secondly, think about whether an 18-year-old, think about whether 18-year-old you, would be able to make mature decisions with the money that you are gifting to them because it might be that they are really responsible and you have lots of confidence it might be actually that you're prepared to wait till they're 25 I know that 18 year old me versus 25 year old me probably had you know some differences in terms of how I would see it and if they see it as free money and blow it and that wasn't why you'd set it up you need to have some pretty good conversations around it and and I would say you should talk to your niece about this now um the timing here is, is really short. So I think that you can go a couple of ways because you might be overcomplicating this in terms of investing mm. when you think about transferring, you know, um, the funds to them when they turn 18 and the capital gains tax considerations. But then you might get more growth than, say, putting it in a high interest bank account.
0: Yeah, I'm probably, Tara, just keeping that money for her in your own bank account or on your own offset and let her know, hey, once you turn 18, we're going to open an investment account in your own name and then transfer that over And we're going to educate you along the way. We're going to buy you a copy of a, a book to read or you do an online investing school, but we want you involved. And I just think, yeah, a couple of years because alternatively, if we did it where we want to put um, the money so her, Tara's sister, which is the mum, if we open an account and had the sister as the informal trustee or even Tara as the informal trustee of this money, the 16-year-old, you know, and they may already have a, um, a tax file number if they are working part-time, but that money is likely to get um, taxed at the highest rate. So, mm-hmm. and if the 16-year-old isn't working and... There's no need for the 16-year-old to work for whatever reason. You're just going to have to pay to do a tax return for the child each year uh, for the next two years. And I just think, sure, you can. Uh, But in answer to your question, is this the best way to do it? I think the best way, short-term in investing land, as you said, 10 years probably for an investment bond, general growth assets, four years, two years, just keep saving cash and just give the cash
1: The other thing that you can do in the interim is if you really want them to start, you know, this is a long-term investment journey. Like the ASX have a great game that they put on to help you sort of understand more about the share market. Maybe you could do that with her so that she can, you know, learn more about how the stock market works and things to consider and not have to have any money in there. And then the other thing is if she is working, and obviously this is budget dependent um, and you would need to keep track of it, and commit to not spending the money, by the way, if you've got the money in the you know offset account or a bank account, is maybe you agree that up to a certain level, if she contributes a certain amount of money for every dollar that she contributes, you might decide you are able to match it up to a dollar point or that you're able to contribute, I don't know, 50 cents for every dollar or whatever is right for you. Because what we want to do is we want to teach them how to fish. We want them to have skin in the game and we want them to see that they are contributing to their future and that it's not just landing on their lap as sort of a free win. Um, I always love looking for teachable moments. And I think, you know, 16 year olds are able to have a job. Why not use it as an opportunity for them to get some skin in the game that they're contributing to it as well and that you'll safeguard it. You just need to safeguard it Um, and just see what behaviorally they Do because that'll tell you whether they are responsible enough to get an, mm. a, a pile of cash land in their laps at 18.
0: Yeah, and the reason why I've got an investment bond for my niece and nephews is just the estate planning. Um, it's in my name, they're listed as beneficiaries. So if I die, um, it effectively goes over to them. There's a note of what it's a non binding note of this money is intended to do. This or well, this is what it's for. And then I don't have to put any of the income details on my own tax return. Yeah. And then if one of the kids gets locked up for doing dumb things or people make bad decisions, if they make some bad decisions, I can just take their name off the bond as a beneficiary mm-hmm. and it remains my money. So that's why I use an investment bond. And I was just trying to log into my account. And I couldn't get it up. A lot of people go, Oh, the returns are crap. Well, I looked since inception. You know, it's done like 8.5%. That's after fees and taxes.
1: Oh, right. Yeah, that's a great return. Uh, My uh, niece's funds are invested in uh, like a Vanguard product.
0: Yeah. And, and, yeah, so are mine. And I think 8% is probably a little bit high, but it just must have been the initial capital got in at a good time or something like that. I don't know.
1: Hmm. I think you certainly pay more in fees and that's something that a lot of people need to get their head around. Um, However, if you look at the tax benefits, particularly if you're on a tax rate that's higher than 30% and you are wanting Mm. to transfer it and that's the intention and therefore you're not going to have capital gains tax, it makes so much sense to me. Where I think you need to really read the fine print when we're talking about investment bonds is around the 125% rule because you don't want to have a year where you've not contributed and then not be able to continue to contribute and need to open a new one.
0: So if you uh, basically put 10 grand in to start it, the next year you can't put more than 12,500 in. Yeah. And then if you don't put any money in, you can't put any additional money in.
1: You don't lose the money that's already in there. You just, for the rest of the remainder of the time until they pull the money out, you just can't. It can grow, but you just can't add any extra funds in. So you just want to be damn sure that if you're using that, either it's a one and done or that you've financially got capacity to do it year on year or that you're comfortable that one year, if it's a no-go, that you can't keep going.